Uh, we've got Adam Pengilly joining us. How are you, Adam? Morning, Jared. Morning, boys. Good to see Mr. Mulsey back in the house today. Chef's back. Oh, yeah. No, I no, no. Chest no. off, I, you two. I haven't really mentioned it this morning, Adam, but if you want no, to no, talk no. about it, <laughs> please go ahead. Well, I, actually, I've, I've got an idea this week, Lars, and I, I don't have too many good ideas in life, but I reckon you need to change up the multi just a little bit this week, given that how many guests you have at lunch on, on Friday? Four, five hundred at least. Something we have a massive room. Why don't you have a multi on fr- for the Friday races, and everyone can watch it with you Ooh, in the wink stand mate. at the big sports breakfast lunch? That's too much pressure. It would want to win. Hang on, is there a, any is there a meeting on Friday though? Is there? Oh, there was some, there was some, I think they're racing at Ballina this week, Jared. I, don't okay. know I haven't got Friday. time to do Ballina for oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, seriously. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the night meeting at Canterbury in the Ballina during the day. Yeah, I haven't got time to do nah. form on that. Nah. Well, I thought it was a good idea, Adam, but you've been scuppered. Uh, was it a good idea? I'll tell you what, a good idea then. You put one together. Do you want me to put one together? Yeah, put one together. I might have a look then. I might have a bit of a sneaky look at the form of a Ballina. Yeah, it's beautiful. Good. Put one together like for it. our listeners. Uh, okay. Now, the Dragon, smudgy, fallout. Tell us about it. Uh, it's not good, is it, Jared? It's not good. Uh, we've got a story on the Sydney Morning Herald website naming the two players at the moment. Um, I believe it's Sane Musgrove and Michaeli Ravalawa, the winger, um, who are engaged in a bit of a, a, dis- a disagreement or a dispute in the early hours of the morning outside their hotel at Mudgee. I'll go back to the point I made a couple of weeks ago, boys. What the hell are they doing out at that time of the morning? Like, I've got no issue with guys going out to have a drink and enjoying themselves and having a good time, but why do you need to be out at 4, 5 and 6 o'clock in the morning? It's just... <laughs> Tell me, what good happens from being out at that time yeah. in the morning? I, I know they're not playing for a couple of weeks. I get that. They've got the buy in round one. But they did play a, what was it, a day game in Mudgee, wasn't it? It was definitely an afternoon game in Mudgee on Saturday. So we had ample time to go out and have a dinner and have a few beers and whatever else. So I just I just don't get it. I just don't get it. It's another distraction. And uh, I think the club didn't did need leading into the start of the season. They've had a torrid off season, let's be honest. Like, you go back to Junior Amone and... Cody Ramsey, all the different issues they've had, and to uh, give themselves another black eye with this incident. Yeah, it's probably not the worst thing in the world, but again, like when you know, we got hotel patrons are being woken by it and disrupted by it, of course the news is going to get out at some stage. So, yeah, um, yeah it's really, really unfortunate. I, I'm like you, Adam. I, I you know, I, players after a game, I'm all for them going out, having a couple of beers with each other, but then. For this to happen at six o'clock in the morning, that's the big issue for me. And then it also, we see it happen quite a bit when you're in and around footy teams or any sporting team. You won't have everyone get on. You'll have, you know, arguments, you know, most weeks with certain certain players. But with everything that happened on the weekend with a poor performance mm. up there in Mudgee, going back to the hotel. Now, I don't know whether they just got home at six or whether they continued drinking when they got home earlier. I, I don't know, but... Just to have this happen and people see it, it just adds to the narrative that the Dragons are in for a tough year because everything's not right. You know, yeah. people will look back on the culture of supposed coach uh, culture of the team last year where players didn't turn up for the presentation night. Um, things are supposed to be changed. Looking forward to a exciting new year and we're all together and we're all rowing in the same direction but when these type of things hit the press not good yeah and i i look, I look at that game on, on on saturday and you're right they were, they were awful in the first half but they, like, they finished they would have finished playing at six o'clock you leave the ground by seven seven thirty you've got plenty of time to have a nice dinner and a few drinks with your mates and whatever else but 
why do you need to still be out at four or five o'clock in the morning? I just don't get it. Like I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I, I like a beer as much as anyone else, but I know not much good is going to happen after midnight or one o'clock. Yeah. Mm. You need to be at home and, and in bed, like the professional athletes as well. So I'm sure we've got training commitments this week. I just, I don't understand, laws, and I, I, I feel quite pessimistic about the Dragons' chances this year. I don't want to feel that way, but yeah. that's just, just the honest truth. And I don't know what you think, but I'm, I'm finding it really hard to see them finishing anywhere but yeah. bottom four at the moment. <laughs> well, the issue, issue as well is that it spoils it for everyone. Everyone yeah. else in that team now. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the next time they, they go away and they want to have a beer, well, you know what? No, you, you're not going to have a beer. Or you'll have a beer back at the you hotel. You are not rugby league teams? Well, what, yeah, well, you do and you don't. Yeah. You, you try and treat them like adults and yeah. you try and treat them like young men yeah. and give them a bit of authority on their own yeah. to make good choices. You know, you don't want to have to baby them forever. So you try and cultivate you know, uh, a, a culture that we believe, we trust in each other, that you're going to do the right thing. What's hoping, and, and soon as so, soon as someone breaks that trust, mm. you spoil it for everyone. Uh, let's talk some racing. And uh, Zach Burton set the return home for uh, some race meetings here during the Autumn Carnival. Yeah, found some really interesting news, Jerry. He's coming back on Saturday week and he's at Canterbury Stakes to ride Artorias in that Group 1 event, as well as riding Kings Gambit in the Todman Stakes. He picked up a couple of other rides as well on the, on the support program. So I can't remember Zach being back home in Australia for many, many years now. Certainly not in the COVID era. I don't think he's come back to ride at any of our feature race meetings. So... I suppose that's a huge coup for the Australian Turf Club to get him back here for such an important meeting in the, in the Autumn Carnival. And no doubt he'll be coming back to get some, try to get some success. I don't know if you guys read the comments that Zach made in the in the local press in Hong Kong over, overnight um, in regards to the chief steward over there now, Mark Van Gessel, who's very well known to obviously punters and, and race, race goers in, in Australia and Sydney, given he's the chief steward in Sydney for many, many years. He has made some extraordinary comments about Mark, saying that he's coming to Hong Kong with the wrong attitude, spending jockeys left, right and centre. It's not going to last right. long. And I just I couldn't believe it. I read the, read the story there last night, and we know that Zach's a big fish in the, in the jockeys room over there in Hong Kong. He's dominated that scene for many, many years now with Joe Moreira. But to, to sort of read those comments in, in text and in written form was quite extraordinary, I thought. And um, just goes to show where, where, Zach's, uh, where Zach's thinking this might be at the moment. Well... He get fined for saying something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, certainly, if it was in Australia, I'd imagine the stewards would be hauling him in and having. Yeah, a, you wouldn't a be able to accuse stewards of being like that here, would you? No, Surely I wouldn't not. think so. I wouldn't think so. I think things work a little bit differently over there. And, and let's be honest, he's a superstar jockey over there at the moment. Yeah. He's he's the main man in the riding room, and he's extremely important to the Hong Kong Jockey Club in terms of generating turnover. He's got a huge following from punters over there, but. I found the comments interesting. He got suspended on the weekend. I think his comments were sort of racing. If I get suspended for that, we're not going to have any jockeys left in the jockeys' room. We're only got a small limited pool of jockeys. And this guy's come over here just suspending us all left, right and centre. It's just not going to work. Yeah, um, he hasn't missed, has he? I'm just reading in the South China Morning Post. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, extraordinary stuff. Uh, Who caught the eye eye at the trials yesterday? Oh, first of all, Shane DeRose, Jared. Uh, I thought she was great. She's back at the trials now, getting ready for a big campaign. And we keep banging on about the fact that the, 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 the guard is changing in our sprinting ranks in the moment. We've seen Nate Street not quite back at his best in the, at the end of the spring last year and his first up run the Lightning Stakes. So she's a horse that can definitely step up and fill the void as one of our top four or five sprinters in the country. I think Bjorn's targeting her at the Galaxy first up, which looks a really nice race at Rose Hill, 1,100 metres. She'll obviously settle close to the speed. And... Given what she did last spring, she went a long way in a very short space of time and culminated running well on the Everest, only beating a few lengths. I think she's more than capable of stepping up and trying to add a, add a group one, at least a place into a resume in the autumn. 
And uh, what's going on with the Golden Slip at the latest order of entry? Yeah, it's just come out yesterday, Jerry, having a very quick walk, and I found it very interesting. James Cummings got off and have five horses in the 16 at the moment, so they're very well stocked heading towards the Golden Slip. Obviously, they'll sort of sort out the right path for those horses heading towards the Blue Diamond this week or the Golden Slip. But some of those Magic Millions horses, I'm talking about Skirt the Law and Summer Loving, they need to get some prize money to be able to force their way into the field as it stands at the moment. So I think Tony Golden's bringing the Magic Millions going to skirt the law down to Sydney this week. She probably needs to run well if she's going to force her way into the field. So keen to see how she goes and uh, put that Magic Millions form to the test. Thanks, mate. Have a good day. See you, boys.